Welcome to the AF Mentors podcast. This is for coaches who care about impact and are ready to be pushed outside their comfort zone and into growth. You can find out more about AF Mentors at afmentors.com. Hello and welcome to this episode of the AF Mentors podcast. Unfortunately today I'm on my own but it's going to be an excellent episode. So I have a couple of questions from the group and I wanted to share my thoughts this morning that I was having while drinking coffee which were that so much of how we experience life is based around the story that we tell ourselves and where we choose to focus our attention. And I was thinking this because I woke up and I was in such a good mood and I thought, like, nothing particularly good has happened today or in the last couple of days, so, like, why am I in such a good mood? And I, I haven't really figured it out, but I am, which is great. But then I just thought maybe it's just generally seeing the positives and things and actually appreciating the little things. And you can tell yourself the story that you've always failed and you can only replay the memories of the times that things haven't worked out or that they haven't gone to plan or that no one signed up to your coaching program. And you'll quickly find a ton of evidence to confirm this narrative that you're a failure if that is what you're looking for. Or you can tell yourself about the times that you have been successful and you can start looking for your wins and replaying your wins and actually boosting your own confidence. And we tend to be pretty bad at choosing to look for the positives. We're very quick to remember the times that we things didn't go to plan or things felt like a failure or we messed up on something. And then that tends to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. And you will find that you start acting in line with the story that you tell yourself. If you tell yourself that nothing ever works out, you'll start basically self-sabotaging yourself so that things don't work out. Or worse, not even trying because you tell yourself there's no point trying because it never works out for you. This is the part of manifestation that I buy into. This story that you're telling yourself and then confirming with your own memories and basically the voice in your head. If you focus on negatives, you will see more of them. If you focus on positives, you will also see more of those. And where you focus your attention will impact your subsequent actions or your lack of subsequent actions. And this translates to every area of life. Like dieting success is massively um, impacted by the story that you're telling yourself. If you're always telling yourself that you fail at every diet or at week three, it always goes to shit. Well, guess what? It will go to shit for you at week three because you're literally talking yourself into it already. And then when there's even one tiny little slip up, you're like, oh, this is it. May not, may as well not try at all. Or it could be in your business. Again, same kind of thing. Like, do you even try? Because like, oh, no one ever signs up with me. So I'm not even going to try and launch a program right, well, then nobody is definitely not going to sign up with you. That didn't make any sense. No one will sign up for you if you don't even have a programme, right? If you're not even going for these options, it might even not even be that. It might be like, I never get comments on my reels or whenever I go live, no one ever watches. Well, the truth is, if you never go live, no one will ever watch. But if you go live consistently and you start giving value and it's actually useful for people, guess what? People will start to watch. 
or it could be in your relationships. Like, are you going to focus on every little thing that your partner does that annoys you? Or are you going to focus on the things that you love about them? And if there is one thing that's going to define a successful relationship, and it doesn't have to be your husband or boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, you know, it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. It could be a friendship or a family relationship or a work relationship. I would argue that the one defining thing that's going to make it a successful relationship is whether you choose to focus on the good in them, the things that you love about them, or the things that annoy you about them. And actually, the objectiveness of the situation could be exactly the same, but you're consciously choosing to see the best in them. And when you start to consciously choose to see the best in people, life is just so much better and you have much better relationships. Anyway, try this. Consciously choose to see and acknowledge, acknowledge, gosh, constantly choose to see and acknowledge positives just for one day, today, the day that you're listening to this, and I bet that you immediately notice a difference. Okay, that was my first thing that I want to talk about. The second thing was I read an email today from Jodie Cook, who is also excellent, and wrote a book called The 10-Year Career, which um, I haven't actually read yet, so I will have to get that on my next Audible, which I think is actually, oh, might be today, (laughs) which is very exciting. Anyway, This was an email about caring too much about what other people think of you. And she says that it will kill your potential and your happiness, which I probably agree with. So then she goes on to say, so what's the solution? Stop caring about what other people do. So stop caring about the careless driver or that someone is wearing something that you don't think is fashionable or what a celebrity did or what a politician said. The more that you avoid passing judgment on everything around you, the less important judgment becomes and therefore the less weight that you put on it. If you are a judgmental person, you will attract judgmental people to you. This is the part I was like, oh, if you are a judgmental person, you will attract judgmental people to you. That really made me think. I was like, wow, that's actually probably true. Like if you're someone who doesn't judge others, also the likelihood is you don't really judge yourself either. And then you stop worrying about what other people think about you. So if you take, and then she goes on to say, if you take every effort to remove judgment from your life, they won't be on your radar anymore and you'll simply care less what people think. Then you'll be free, free to be you, free to do what you want to do, free to put your work out there and see where it leads. Loved that. Um, That's all I have to say on that really. And now I'll get on to the questions. So Shona's questions. Hello, I am brand new to AFM and I'm absolutely buzzing to be here. This is exactly what I need. I really need help with focusing my time and efforts properly. I feel really disorganised right now and it's getting in the way of my starting. I run a CrossFit gym. I work for ESG. I have my own one-to-one clients and I have a group coaching programme for pregnancy. I'm also juggling a toddler in part-time nursery hours, looking to see these increase, but I'm on a waiting list. Ideally, he would be in nursery full-time. I'm finding myself having to do a lot of work from 7pm after he goes to bed. And by that time, and by that time, I'm exhausted and it's not my best work. So if I could learn to be more efficient with the time that I have during the day, that would really help. So 
my answer to this is one, we have a call tomorrow. And I think the truth is you can't do everything or you can't do everything well. So a lot of what tomorrow's call is going to be is about figuring out what your priorities are, what's most important. And even things like looking ahead for a year or three years or essentially where you want to go and then questioning which things you're doing at the moment that aren't driving you in that direction. So if in three years you want to own five CrossFit gyms, for example, I know this isn't your goal, but let's say that was your goal, then actually why are you still putting so much time into online coaching if actually you want to own gyms, right? That might be the situation. It isn't in this case. The opposite might be true. Who knows? We'll find out on tomorrow's call. But it's better to do three things well than to try to juggle six things and feel constantly overwhelmed. And I read this on Twitter once and I realised it's just like a throwaway comment, but it did make me really think. And and also I know that Shona really doesn't like like really short quotes, but anyway, <laughs> hopefully you'll let me away with this. And the text was, you don't need more time, you need more focus. And I think that's everything. Like, you don't need more time, you need more focus. I could give you a load of productivity tips here, but fundamentally, it comes down to that. It's not more time, it's more focus. You need to focus and you also need time off in which to be creative and to think and for your brain to explore so that it can do the focus work. You rarely have good ideas or creative ideas when you're focused. Hence why your best ideas come to you in the shower or when you're driving. Basically, when you're not doing deep focused work, you need that time for your brain to kind of explore and join bits together and come up with ideas and be creative. And then your focused work is putting those ideas down on paper or getting those ideas together or actioning those ideas. But you need both. And I think some people try and push so hard on creativity and what will basically like try and funnel it into an hour's slot that they have at a coffee shop and shockingly productivity doesn't come. Those focused work blocks are really useful when you've essentially written a to-do list of things that you need to tick off and you just need to get going with it. They're not that great for like brainstorming or coming up with ideas or getting some perspective on things. You also need the time off in order to do that. I will give one productivity tip and that is Google Calendar. I am probably on paper the busiest I have ever been so I do need to use my time quite efficiently. I block off time and I don't just block off time but I am specific with what I want to do with that time. So it's not just like oh I'm gonna go and work in a coffee shop for two hours. It's I'm gonna go and work in a coffee shop for two hours I am going to make sure that for the first 30 minutes, I, I maybe have to answer emails or something. But then I've got a talk to write for the next conference I have coming up. And then I'm going to make sure that I write some notes on the podcast that I have to do when I get home. And then I'm going to make sure, like, basically I have stuff that I'm going to do so I don't waste time faffing around. Because you waste a ton of time faffing around. And again, it, this comes back to it. It's not more time you need, it's more focus. You are already allocating what you're going to focus that time on before you get there. So you're not there for the first like 10, 20 minutes kind of doing random things before you figure out what it was that was actually highest on your priority list of things to do. However, for you, it sounds like 
you are potentially doing a little bit too much at the moment and spinning too many plates. And we need to prioritize which plates are the most important to be spinning and maybe which ones can be put on the back burner a bit or which ones we need to change tack on. And the truth is you may need to cut back in certain areas in order to grow. And that can be scary and it can sound and seem counterintuitive, but often it's the answer. Okay, so next question I have is how to get more clients to do progress photos each week. Many of mine do weight, feedback forms, etc., but they are self-conscious about photos, but obviously they're very helpful feedback for me. Okay, good question. I would question essentially why they're not doing them and I would ask them, like if it's because they feel self-conscious, have you made sure that you have created an environment they feel safe and not judged and that they're solely a marker of progress, that nobody else is going to see them, that you would never share them? I think this is often a fear that people have that like someone else might see them or because people see personal trainers posting transformation photos online they're like oh my god might that be me without my permission like reassuring people in that instance is very useful and then also have you explained their importance so why do you want to see them and have you have you like offered to do if they're like oh I really don't want to do them I don't feel comfortable anyone seeing me in my underwear blah 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 like that's absolutely fine can you wear shorts and a crop top or can you wear some tight fitting clothing and always wear the same tight fitting clothing so that I can see the differences and maybe it's a bit looser now and like could that be a measure of progress if they feel more comfortable doing it that way and also remember like they're not essential they're very very useful right but they're not essential and if someone really doesn't want to take them then that certainly doesn't mean they can't make progress the other thing I would say is they are great but I wouldn't have clients take them week on week personally I would probably look at photos like monthly because week on week you probably aren't gonna see much difference and that can be a bit disheartening for people as well um so I would maybe think about making sure you've explained how important they are why you want to see them whether you can come to some kind of compromise, like, you know, if you don't want to be in your underwear, that's absolutely fine. Can you wear some tight-fitted clothing and make sure you're standing in the same place with the same lighting, with the same tight-fitting clothing on so that I can compare week on week? Um, And then, or sorry, not week on week, maybe like month on month would probably be a better option or something to think about. Okay, next question. When following up with people after a free group, What is the best way, short and sweet, to open up more natural conversation or long and more direct towards your coaching? Um, I would always start a conversation short because online conversations aren't necessarily any different to in-person conversations. And you would never start an in-person conversation with like a huge monologue. You'd be like, hi, how are you? And they'd be like, I'm fine, thanks. How are you? And you'd be like, oh, I'm great. How have you found the free trial? And they'll be like, oh, I got on really well for the first two days. And then I found actually I ran out of motivation or my kid was sick and or basically whatever happened. I don't know why I feel the need to come up with elaborate situations, but whatever they say, right? And then you're basically just getting into a conversation with them and you want to ask questions like, what are your goals at the moment? What seems to be the barrier to you facing them? Or what problems do you have? Or 
when you tried dieting before and it hadn't worked out for you like what how did what happened in that situation what can we learn from it and then it's a conversation not a sales pitch right and they'll say I have this I have this problem and you'll essentially say I have the solution to this problem it's coaching with me in in a more conversational way you'll say you know oh I really struggle with staying accountable okay well actually coaching is a great way to stay accountable I'll check in with you every single week and any problems that you have we can discuss and we can make any tweaks that we need to your training program or your nutrition protocol so that I make sure that you're getting results and when you do feel like giving up instead of giving up you'll reach out to me and we'll have a bit of a chat and I'll get you back on track and this is how you're going to get results that's how I would start a conversation is like you would start small and then you'd, and you can even ask them, like, are you interested in coaching? I had a conversation with a one-to-one on AFM today who, it was kind of similar around DMs and like, when should you mention coaching and you don't want it to feel too salesy. And look, the truth is, if you have all over your Instagram that you're a personal trainer and you've, I don't know, done a call to action on a post and you've said something like, if you're struggling with fat loss, DM me fat loss and they DM you fat loss the likelihood is they're going to know that you're going to sell to them, right? You are a personal trainer and they're essentially asking for personal training, right? So it's going to be no surprise either way. Now you want to make it nice and get into a conversation and give some kind of value before you're just like, oh, you're struggling. Have you thought about signing up for coaching? So you'll get into a bit of a conversation, but they're, they're probably going to be more surprised if you're if you don't mention the fact that you can help them with the problem that they have. And really, you're doing both of you a disservice if after they've explained the problem that they're having and you think you can help them, you then don't offer to sign them up. Like, that's exactly what they probably want as well as what you want. So I guess, like, reframe the way you're thinking of it. It's not that you're selling to someone. It's that they're getting the opportunity to work with you and the opportunity to invest in themselves. So those are the questions that came up this week. Um, I will be back. In fact, tomorrow I'm doing a very good episode. Hopefully it's a very good episode. An episode I'm very excited about with a secret guest on AFM. So that will be out next week. And I think that's all I really have to say today. If you are ready to get out of your own way and build a business, a business that you are proud of, then DM me AFM either on Instagram or at the link that I will post in the show notes. And I would love to chat to you. That is all. Have a lovely day. Bye.